Attention musicians of all levels. It's not always easy picking out a song by ear. Sometimes you need a little help. Well, I have the app for you. Whether you're a professional musician or a beginner, Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. For just $2.99, you get the chords and tabs on guitar, bass, or ukulele for over a million songs. They're all available at your fingertips. You also get tools like a tuner, metronome, chord library, lessons, videos, and more. You can find out any song you want. It also has like transpose button. It has auto scroll that you can change the speed to so you can play along with the song. A lot of the songs have the lyrics there so you can sing along with them. Ultimate Guitar is an amazing app. Just go to ultimateguitar.com or download the app to your phone today and start playing. Start playing any song you want. Ultimate Guitar, that's the place for you. Let's get down. Hey gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com to access past the 20, last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. 100 episodes all available. If you still want to go back beyond the 100 episodes, you can download the Podbean app or go to howdidigethere.podbean.com and always scroll through our entire catalog. All right? Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a great weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend, man. I had a pretty good weekend. It was all, all kinds of stuff happened this weekend. On Thursday night, I went to the Pecha Kucha presentation, the second one since uh, since 2020, since a big lockdown of everything. Pecha Kucha is like this uh, very artsy TED Talk where you tell uh, a story of some sort in... 10 to 12 minutes with like 20 different slides, 20 different photos. You use them to tell your story. I did it back in 2019. It was a whole lot of fun. And I, I was invited a few weeks ago to join the board and be part of it. And so I went out to the thing this uh, this Thursday and it was great. I saw Michael Hall, the great, uh, the great journalist, writer for Texas Monthly and singer-songwriter. He did a great presentation. Uh, Lori Gallardo from KUTX did a great one. Uh, this dude whose name is escaping me from uh, Spaceflight Records, who's super nice, uh, he's doing a documentary about John Ailey from KUTX who passed away. Uh, and and uh, they showed a little bit of it. It was fucking great. And their presentation was great. All the presentations were great. Not a really good time. And I ran into some old friends there. Lots of cool people. John Coons from uh, from Waterloo was there hanging out. A lot of people. It's kind of like when, when they do the presentations and stuff, it's kind of encouraged to like sit on the floor and watch these things. But I was kind of standing around in the back. 
<laughs> I didn't want to sit on the floor, man. It was like a concrete floor. Anyway, I had a great time. It was fantastic. Friday did not do much. I had kind of like a laid, laid back day. I watched the movie Spinning Gold about uh, Neil Bogart and Casablanca Records. Not a great movie, gang. I'm not going to lie. It's like two and a half hours, too long, too weird. Uh, I can get into all the things like they didn't get the licensing for Kiss and their makeup. So they're all wearing like weird makeup that doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, saw that movie. Then Saturday, I went to go check out Yacht Z. <laughs> My friend Heath Allen and a bunch of other friends of mine, Chris Nine, Matt Patterson, people that I played with, like the drummer Matt Patterson, I played with him in 1992. I played with Heath in uh, in Skyrocket when he subs for my friend Chris. And uh, and I played with Chris Nine and her husband back in 2019 at the Long Center for a, a Alamo Drafthouse movie out there on the lawn where a band plays before. I played with them for that. Anyway, uh, I went to go out to go see them. They play Yacht Rock. I was really excited because over the last like month when I was at my grandma's house, my Aunt Christina and I watched this documentary on, on Paramount Plus about Yacht Rock. So I felt like I was ready to sit down and listen to all the songs. I had all the information. I wanted to sit down and watch one band play all the songs. And so I did. I was very excited to do this. I got there pretty much at the beginning during their first song and sat down, had some calamari, ordered a cocktail and, uh, and then 30 minutes into it, the sound guy runs on stage, tells them something. They're like, hey, the show's canceled. This torrential rain is coming. I turn around. There's this black cloud coming. I was there with, uh, with Jenny, who uh, lady I've been seeing lately. And, uh, and we, we took off. Thank God she drove, man, in this torrential rain back home. <laughs> anyway, it was a great time for the 30 minutes I saw it. I would love to go and see Yacht Z again. You can find them on, uh, on Instagram. Check them out. Yacht Z. Just the letter Z. Um, Sunday, Skyrocket played a wedding at 310. We played uh, Jennifer, who works there. She's like a lighting director there at, at 310. She got married, and she asked us if we'd play her wedding reception there, and it was a great time. Fantastic wedding reception, a lot of love. We actually played, uh, their first dance was uh, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. So now I know how to play that song, so that's exciting. <laughs> Man, what a weird song, Never Gonna Give You Up. The the way that they did the presentation was actually kind of cool, if you don't mind. I'm going to indulge me for just a second. I'll tell you about it because it's actually kinda, it is kind of sweet. What they did was they came out and started doing a first dance to Strangers in the Night that sounded kind of like boring and sad. And then they rickrolled their wedding reception, their own like we were on stage. And then all of a sudden that the song played for like 30 seconds. It went off and we go right into bum, 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 bum. The whole, <laughs> the whole uh, never going to give you up thing. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Great wedding. Great weekend. Doing it all, man. Sitting down, getting ready to do a couple of podcasts today. But doing this intro, gang, I have a great, great show for you guys today. My friend Gunter Woodson from the band The Big Gun Show returns to the show today. They have a brand new album dropping this Friday, June 9th. It's called Honky Rock. You can find them at TheBigGunShow.com. They're also celebrating on Friday, June 9th, the, the release of this fantastic record, Honky Rock, with a release show, as I said, this Friday, June 9th, at the Saxon Pub. They'll be playing after Madame Radar. I believe they start at 10. Should be a big, big party. Go to TheBigGunShow.com for all of your The Big Gun Show needs. Gunter and I have a great conversation. Uh, Gunter and I had a mutual friend named Yates Hagen, and uh, he played drums uh, with the Big Gun Show for years, helped helped uh, help Gunter start this album. 
or start this band, sorry. And, uh, and, and Yates and I played together in Amy Edwards band for some gigs and we became friends. He was a fantastic guy. He died unexpectedly very quickly, uh, in, I think it was like December of 2020 or January of 2021. I remember I was at the beach when I got the news and it was sad, sad, sad news. Uh, sad loss, but we have a great talk about him. We have a great talk about, uh, making this record with Yates and, uh, and how long it's taken to get it all together, to get it out, which a lot of people have been going through. And, uh, and, you know, getting his life back together after losing, you know, his best friend and, and what that means. So th- this album, Honky Rock, is totally dedicated to Yates. It's got all kinds of Yates uh, Easter eggs on the front and stuff. It's really sweet. Um, Gunter also has a fantastic podcast called My Top Five Records. I've been a guest on there. He's had great guests on there. Slade Cleaves, Chug Prophet, uh, as I said, me, <laughs> and a lot of other fantastic guests. Go check it out. You can find it wherever it is you stream and download music or just go to thebiggunshow.com to find out how to get Honky Rock, to find out how to listen to My Top Five Records, and to get tickets to their release show this Friday, June 9th at Saxon Pub. Yeah, man. So without further ado, Please enjoy my conversation with my great friend, Mr. Gunter Woodson from the band, The Big Gun Show. Let's get down. No, yours sounds really good. I listened to that uh, Chuck Prophet one. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I've always wanted to get him on. We've always talked. How did you, did you, that wasn't in person, right? Was uh, it? No, okay. I, it almost was. Yeah. I was on the Outlaw West Country, Outlaw Country West Cruise, and he was there, and I, I approached him. I said, hey, dude, I'm, I've got this podcast. Love for you to be on it. You'd be perfect. Were you on the cruise? Yeah. Not playing. Oh. Do you know Shyla Morrow, by chance? Mm-mm. Uh, she's a very dear friend of mine and uh, she called up and she goes, hey, do you want to go on the Isle of Country West Cruise? I looked it up. I was like, yeah. She goes, I got half price off, half price off and artist credentials. That's rad. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Is that where you met like Jesse Dayton? Because I saw you had him no, on too. I, yeah. I, I, I had met him through Shiloh. She, he's like, he actually gave Shiloh her other dog. Oh, really? So Shiloh's a very good friend of mine. Okay. And Sounds like it. She's taking you on cruises. Yeah, and yeah. we had like a whole, I mean, I could tell you stories about it, but there was six of us, we were the low safe shooters, and we would get off in Cabo and just immediately go taken to the tequila bars, and it was, a, it was a hoot. And we all still have like a group text that we, <laughs> anytime somebody does something cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, let, let, another guy that liked tequila was Yates, our mutual friend. Yes. He liked tequila. He loved tequila. And, uh, and we lost him a few years ago. We did. I guess that was before I was on your show back then. Yes, it was. But it was in 2020. It was 20. No, it was, it was before. I was on like in May. I was looking through it today because I, I thought, for some reason, I thought I was on last year. It's been t- over two years now. So it's been two and a half years. Right. So I guess it's 21 then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the weekend. He fell and hit his head the weekend of uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. He and Helen had gone out to do some day drinking on i think it was congress or south right, south right. but uh ended up slipping on the stairs and I w- we really don't know what happened we just know that she found him at the bottom of the stairs it's awful 
and a sad it's, thing. It's it it put me in a rut for like a, a, at least a year. Yeah, and you know had to do some band changes. Yeah, um, got Karen Biller to play drums with us, and then Ray Kane's was already playing with us. Yeah, but now I like him. Oh man, Ray's Ray's playing with Brody Lane now. Oh, he is. Yeah. So, no way. That's awesome. I'm so stoked for him. Yeah, you know, but I, I basically he said, "Hey, I can't really, I can't make this gig at Jenny's." I'm like, "Okay, but well, this this is our one consistent gig." Right, right. Brody Lane's taking presence. He's like, yeah. I said, I said, that's cool, man. I, you're, you're going to get a lot more exposure with Brody Lane." Yeah, I think you're going to get to play. You're going to get to meet more people when you're with AJ. And I was, I was like, "That's cool." But now the original guitarist of the Big Gun Show, who was who started it with Yates and I. Oh, awesome. Uh, is back in the mix, and he brought in another drummer that is really, really good, Mike Winters. And I, I, we finally have a band that know, like, professional musicians coming in, you know, that... The thing with Karen was that I loved her. She loved to play rock and roll, and I'm clearly a rock and roller. Uh, but she, uh, she always had gigs and stuff, and she couldn't practice. That's the hardest, that that's the hardest, hardest part. part of... of being, I think it... Well, you know what? I see it happen with young bands, too. Before, like yeah. when I was in Mr. Rocket Baby, right. I was the dude in, like, I, that's who I was. Yeah. I wasn't, like, also the fucking keyboard player of this other. I mean, you have to diversify and do stuff as you get older. And if you want to make a living, you know, you got you to gotta play with as much peop- and as many people as you can. And Agreed. drummers and bass players and, and guitar players can do it. Yeah, I get it, too. I but it, it screws up the whole band thing where you're a gang. Thank you. That's exactly what I want. I want to have a band. Yeah. Nobody else is in a different band that we can work on new material. I mean, I've got like 15 songs that are ready to be recorded or at least that need to be flushed out by the band. And we can't do it until we can get together and practice them. And yeah. And that's a thing that's people. I mean, you know, all the bands I was ever in, you know, you you practiced every single day that you weren't playing gigs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's maybe one or two days a week. Still got, you know full-time jobs, mm-hmm. but uh, we're able to get together. We're able to work on stuff. Those guys, Chris and Mike, are now kind of up to speed with our typical set that we would play. Right. And so now uh, I just wrote a new song that I love, and I, I'm, I'm ready to introduce it to the band. And so luckily, uh, tonight, we actually, Monday, we practice okay. at 7 p.m. Um, real quick, you, you you have an album coming out. It's on coming out on the 9th, right? Coming out on the okay, 9th. Okay, so yeah. uh, this will be coming out before this. So... Uh, on the 9th, Honky Rock will be dropping, and there's a release show, a special release show, Friday, June 9th, at the Saxon Pub. That's full band. And we're playing after Madam Radar, which is going to oh, be really? awesome. Yeah, so oh. Kelly's going to get up. We've done a poster. Jace put together a poster. So I saw you did a video with him on Instagram or something. Yeah, for, for the, I love that dude, man. He's, he's All great. of them are so nice. They're like... They a, really are. I love... And you, I've, I look at them as a band. They don't yeah, their band. Right? So you well, the only other things they do are with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, other than pack, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. One day a week or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but, and yeah, but I Jace, know what you mean. Jace has got so many other. I mean, he he designed like he had this thing called reinvintage, where I gave him well, a uh, jean jacket and he tore off the sleeves and turned them inside out and he didn't. He basically had everything there. He didn't have to pay for anything. He just had to put it together. He put my logo across the front and then in yeah. the back I had him design a, uh, what I had as a patch for my uh, my wedding. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was, it was designed after this place in Mexico in, in Barra de Navidad and it's, it basically is, uh, it's a biker music bar. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I just basically changed some words on it and got the patch made. And I just, I sent him a picture of it and he did the whole thing by himself. 
Yeah. On the back. I, I have a pair of Converse All-Stars that I've been supposed to have given him like three or four years ago to start doing a design on it. Yeah, it's funny. I keep forgetting. Like, whenever I go out to like a Brody Lane show and I see Alex and and and, uh, and uh, Joe and, and, the, and the crew there, they always say, hey, did Jason make that thing for you? I, I got yeah, yeah. one of those. You know, yeah. it's, it's really cool. He's the coolest. Yeah. See? Mellow. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that a lot of times, and I should put you on this list, Whenever a cool show comes to town, I just buy two tickets. Oh, really? Yeah, let me know. And then I, so like a lot of times, I'm uh, like, who can I invite? Uh, I'm like, oh, I'm going to invite Jace. That's where I last saw you was at their record release show. Okay, yeah. That was awesome, wasn't it? Was it was killer. Insane. They, I mean, they did it right. I mean, they had the whole lighting thing. And I love that, that was venue. insane. I love that venue. Yeah, I do too. I saw Paul Thorne there. Oh, you did? <sighs> Fucking love Paul Thorne. So, you can say F. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You can say F. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so this record, Honky Rock, is great. Thank great you. Great job. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, so, I yeah. especially love that song, Chicago. I do too. Actually, I wrote that song probably 20 years ago. Oh, really? And then I, I was like, I, I, we can do something with this. And yeah. And so I brought it back and we massaged it. And you know, that's what I've been doing as of late. I've, I've written some, some cool songs, but they were very, let's say, naive or immature. Right. And now you bring them here to where people actually know about music and you can make them better. Right. Yeah, that one. Uh, uh, also, okay, so Yates did play on some of it? So Yates played on all of it. Okay. So the, Yates passed. He hit his head like two and a half, three months after we finished recording. Oh. And on this record, it was basically Barry, myself, uh, Dave Deuce, who plays bass, and Yates, and Ray Keynes. Okay. So it was the five of us, and we were kind of at our pinnacle. This we're was a... Sorry, where were you doing this? We did it at the zone with Pat okay. Mansky. Okay, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. Pat. Me too. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was on all the recordings. Bucka Allen came in and did all the keys. Oh, awesome. Yeah, some great keys work on there, some nice organ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially at the end of Trouble. When yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was the, yeah. That was the end. Uh, but yeah, so he was on it, and then he he fell, hit his head, and he passed like three months after. So it was kind of, that's kind of when I went in my rut and had to figure out what to do. I actually called up Helen and I was like, Hey, listen, I think Yates would want me to continue doing this. And she goes, you know, he would. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we did, but the whole concept behind that record is that we've been playing Jenny's little longhorn for like 10 years, first Friday of every month. So we've had a residency. We first Friday of every month, six to eight, uh, we play there. And, uh, so, I mean, I, I grew up around a, a jukebox with Willie Whalen to Billy Joe Shaver and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have the country background. I grew up in Houston. And so, right. you know, it wasn't really hard for me to start writing those. And I, I had written some, but it was, it was easy. And so I said, I want, I want to put together a record that is half honky tonk and half rock and roll. Press it on vinyl, honky side rock. A, side R, you know? Yeah. And so that's how, so it's like side R is going to be the rock and roll side. That's what both of those songs that you've talked about are on. Okay. That's cool. It's a really cool, and that's why I wanted to bring you that vinyl because oh, because you can actually artwork, see it in that way. The artwork, if you look at that, it's it's got that line down the, oh, okay, the corner, yeah. and so if you, you have to turn it over 180 degrees to read the rest of the other side. Right. Okay. Now this makes sense. Side R, side H. And I did that with uh, I had the whole concept and the whole idea in my head, but I got together with Ginger Lee and used her Photoshop skills to. to oh yeah. It. Yeah. How's she doing? I haven't seen She's her in awesome. a long time. Yeah. She's killer. I don't get to see her as much as I'd like to, but. Uh, I mean, she's fantastic. I just, I love her as a person. She is. Yeah, she's always been a really good person. So, uh, all right. So you wrote all these songs, but what about the song, All I Ever Wanted? Wasn't that about Yates or did you uh, rewrite it or something? No, actually, the funny thing is, is I wrote it. Like I write, I mean, write a lot of the songs are going to be somewhat 
biographical. Right. Some right. of them, this one just kind of came up, you know, I don't know if I, who I was writing it about. Okay. And then my dad came down with Alzheimer's. And so I was like, wait, this is about him. And then I was, then Yates passed. And I was like, oh wait, this is actually about Yates. So it went through kind of a, yeah. a metamorphosis. But uh, yeah, ultimately, I mean, I, and I always, I always say that before we play it and, I love the doubled guitars in there. Yeah. It's, I just, I, I think it's a great song. And I've actually changed the lyrics now to be more in tune with Yates. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's because the whole, uh, I still put, tooth, t- still put paste on your brush every morning and blah, blah, blah is not really for Yates, you know? Right. So, but yeah. I forget what I changed it to. Um, yeah, man, that's, uh, I saw that you wrote Kathy on the, on the, you read her book too, right? Yes. That's pretty that's, great, right? It was fantastic. Yeah. I'm dying to get her on my podcast. She wasn't on yet? She's not yet. Uh-huh. But one of the, the Los Say shooters from the LO Country is, is uh, what is her name? Christine Setzer. So Brian Setzer's ex-wife. Oh, wow. And she's like super good friends with Kathy. And so I'm like, okay, that's your job. Get her on my podcast. But just did uh, Sleep Cleaves. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Me too. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, actually, he left mine to come to yours. Oh right. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really. Awesome. I've never, I had never met him. You want to know how I met him? How do you meet him? So you know, Coach down in Wimberley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went in there to go do their their morning show, and Coach's wife had tested positive for COVID, oh, and no. so he's like, "I'm not gonna risk anybody. I'm right. negative still, but I'm not gonna risk it." And so when I opened the door, this guy was like, "Hey, I'm Slade," and I'm like. Hey, Slade, how are you, bud? <laughs> and then he had done the research on me, saw my podcast and then, that I had done Graham Weber, and he's like, I listened to that podcast. I was like, you need to be on my podcast. And oh, he like, guest hosted. Yeah. Oh, awesome, for coach. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was nice. It was just great to meet him. And, you know, he's, I, I think of the songwriters here in town, he's like top three. Oh, yeah, man. You know, he's kicked out some incredible work. Yeah. And, like, uh, the thing I love about doing my podcast, well, uh, can I talk about my podcast? Sure, of course. So I have a podcast called My Top Five Records. Yeah. And I interview musicians, artists, songwriters, true, true, true lovers of music about the top five records they could only have for the rest of their life. Go ahead. But isn't that hard to, to can you actually nail down five? Because I, yeah. I talked to you about five records that day that I'm very sure if you asked me right now, huh? they I'm would sure. be slightly altered. Maybe well, one or two the, are the same. Uh, agreed, agreed. <laughs> But uh, Sorry, go what, ahead. what I can say is that the, the whole purpose of the podcast is to let their fans understand them better. Yes, yes, so yes. No, it's understand a great your musical concept. Your, right. your musical heroes better. That's right. That's it's not I, like a two minute podcast where they list five albums uh, and you're like, thanks. It's like a whole hour, more than an hour where and, you get to know this person through the music. I, I, I feel like I got to know Chuck through right. it. Right. You know, you know, and it takes it's not. I mean, you know, the drill it. I, I used to not really edit edit the podcast now. I just let the conversation flow. But I've started doing it when, like, I edited a shit ton of, um, a bunch out of Chuck's because, uh-huh. like, he would stop and just kind of think. And so I would, like, kind of yeah. take out the little two seconds here, three seconds here. Yeah. And, but it's, it, it, it really helps me. Um, well, it's great because I get turned on to new music. Right. And you actually went out of your way and put a whole power pop playlist together on Spotify oh, right. for me. Yes. And I still go and listen to that. Yeah. Because I, I focused I on was. one thing. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. 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 And I, I just, I, I get to understand them better. Their fans, people get to understand them better. And that's right. the whole point. That is, right. that is the whole point. I don't want to ask them right. small questions that get asked on, on m- many other podcasts. Right. Like I've been on podcasts and I, same thing. 
when you start learning how to play guitar. Right. After the first song. And I'm like, you know, that's cool and all. You know, you get to know them better that way. But I'd rather them express why they picked this album. Right. Why it influenced them. What they remember about it. Yeah. You know? And you got to have an angle at this point. If you start a podcast like after 2017. Yeah. There's got to be some actual angle to it, or it's just going to get lost in the ether. Agreed. And this one, I mean, yours is great. It really well, is. Thank you. That's, uh, that's and that talk that's with you coming from you. You know, you should get on is Mojo Nixon. I bet he'd be interested. I mean, do you like him? He seems I like someone that's a kindred love spirit. Love yeah, Mojo Nixon and Shyla is like has known him for like oh, twenty yeah. years. Oh, so did he do that cruise that yeah. y'all were on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, it was an incredible lineup. Social Distortion, Chuck, uh, Chuck Prophet, yeah. Rosie Flores was there. Um, who I love else? Her. It, it was great. It was it was a killer. Steve Earle, Lucinda Williams. Yeah. I just got Lucinda's book. Oh, yeah? How's that? More. I haven't tried it yet. I'm still reading. I'm reading the, the Leon Russell oh, really? biography right now, and it is fantastic. It's you- really good. If you, I always liked Leon Russell, but I didn't really understand him. And then now I'm getting this just insane vision into who he was. Right, right. And I, I love books that, that do that. I mean, typically it's going to be an autobiography that does that for me. Yeah. Because when you can hear them talking to you, that's... Right, right. Yeah. He, he, I mean, his career is just so vast. Like, it's not just what you think it is. Because you might... Like, I knew him as a kid because my mom was into him. And so I knew when he married the the african-american lady and they had the the leon and mary wedding uh-huh. album like that's the guy i knew and yeah. then as you start learning more about music you're like wait he's wait he's that dude playing piano on that uh-huh. beach boys song <laughs> yeah. like you know what i, I mean, mean where you're like is, holy shit what it's insane how many people he's played with and i'm only like 200 pages in the book it's like yeah. a 500 page book um but it's i mean that's yeah. what i want to do on the weekends now is just sit down and read that book and it's yeah. not like it's like an easy to read like like big print book Right, it's, right, right. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's an effort. I got that. And then I just got the guy who did the biography did a, uh, another book called Rocks Off, which is um, Aerosmith. No, no, it's uh, about the about the chronicling fifty of the Rolling Stones hits. Oh yeah, and so he goes into it and kind of explains their career through it. So I'm really looking forward to that one too. Yeah, seeing the the Stones and Keith are my. Did you see them last time around? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't miss them anymore. No, no, because you never know, right? Yeah. I mean, and last time around, two people were gone. Yeah. yeah. And I have never in my life seen that many people in one place. Oh, Bobby Keys. I didn't even He's think about too. that. He's gone too. Yeah. I read his autobiography. Yeah. And I had to put it down because he said something along the lines of, uh, let's go behind the barn and get stoned. And I was like, ooh. Went and wrote the song Behind the Barn, which is basically about doing something uh. you're not supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that, that whole genre and that whole, that whole scene. I mean, yeah. the fact that Leon grew up, I mean, yeah. he grew up in, in Oklahoma, Tulsa, he basically moved and was like the, 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 the leader of the, the Tulsa mafia out yeah. there in LA. And then he was just like sitting in and he was, what, what, what was the LA group called? It wasn't the Swampers. It was the, you mean the, uh, Wrecking Crew. Wrecking Crew. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, him, Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And it's just like all these guys and, and he's one, he was like the leader of those guys and he's playing on everything. Yeah. And he had like a, an issue with his right hand at birth. Did you know this? No. So he always had to favor his left hand. Wow. So he couldn't play the right hand as well, but he still killed it. Wow. He did. He really did. And then there's the whole thing of like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, like recorded, didn't they record that first record in his studio? I don't know that, but he had a place called Sky Hill. Um, it was on Sky Hill Drive and it was just like a, 
a crazy amalgamation of all these artists just getting getting high, drunk, stoned. Yes, and Roger Lynn, the Lindrum guy, uh-huh. invented his Lindrum in that in I his place so. in L.A., like in the back room. Yeah, it, he was in the back people, just, just inventing like, this thing. There were people; they had a. Um, one closet that people would sleep in. It was, a, it was a room that people would just okay. I get the I get the closet room now. So wait a minute. Let's go. Let's go back to my top five records because this is this is an okay. interesting question I have for you. Is what do what? What are mine? Um, I will ask you what okay. are yours. But first of all, when you when like did it take you a little while to figure out? Like, did you think like oh I want to do a podcast or did you think like oh top five records? Oh maybe I should start a podcast. Like which came first? Podcast. Okay. And then you're like, podcast. And then I've always been a kind of a top, hey, top three. Right, right. Top five, three piece bands. Top W, you know, kind of like high fidelity. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of my idea. And I was like, okay, so now I can, then I just thought about it. I was like, yeah, then, then, you know, it's not going to be your typical podcast. It's going to be kind of somewhat niche. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully people like it. And, you know, it'll allow me to network. It will allow everybody else to understand these people better. And what I can say is that when you come over to my place and you do it there, yeah. It's night and day different. Right, right. Because yeah, the mood course. is set. Yeah. You see my amps, yeah. you see my guitars, you see this massive picture of Mick and Keith right behind you. And my little sign says swaggers. Right, right. It's lit up. And it's just, it's, it's a great mood. And it yeah. really puts everyone in that. You and it's rank. disarming. I, yes, God, it is. Same thing happened to me. Like as soon as I started having to do, uh, uh, it was great because I got all these people that I wouldn't normally be able to get because I was doing them on Zoom. But you you kind of either have to explain who you are yeah. because when you come in the door, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's like me. We all have this in our yeah. house somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? But on a Zoom, I could be in my mom's basement. You right. know what I, I mean? Don't know. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, you just got to set the mood, yeah. you know, yeah. because I, I love the, that you use disarming. That's that's a perfect it is. word for yeah, it. Yeah. Just puts them at ease. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm talking to a guy that thinks like me. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I think Susanna Chaffel is going to come on. Oh, that's she's a good be, one. She's going to be next. I'd be really interested to see what hers are. I bet they're extremely not what we think they are. I can tell you later. Uh, okay. One of them that oh. I've listened to already is Feist. Uh, yeah, that seems normal. Uh, yeah. That was a really good record. It kind of <laughs> was reminds- it that two thousand four five. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The no die or something like that. One, two, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. That one. I think so. But and she does the BG song on there. Yes, she does. Yes, inside now. Yeah, yeah, the- yeah. I love and so that since since you've been on the podcast, I'd have the uh, that Zoom recorder thing that I use, uh-huh. and it's got sound effects just like yours does. Uh-huh. And so I've done quizzes. Okay. around oh, the nice. records yeah. so like one of hers is going to be which song which which is the Bee Gees cover song that right that the blah 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 and so if they get it wrong they get it they get it right they get flaws yeah, yeah. I have a Jeopardy thing in there if they're sitting there waiting to try to figure something out yeah so it, it makes it fun. It, there's always a laugh and everybody that ever comes over there not one person has said, left and said this is that was really fun. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Because, and especially if they go back and listen to those records, then they can talk so much more about them. Yeah. But I mean, it takes me today probably 20 hours to do each podcast. Wow, Jesus. Because I actually go do research on the records, get reviews and insights oh, wow, to yeah, 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 records. Yeah, yeah. And then I go listen to every record after I do the research so I can basically put them together. That's a good two hours per record right there. That's sure, 10. Sure. Then there's the, you know, the whole prep gets set up, blah, 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 yeah. edit down, yeah. do all the stuff, then do all the social stuff. It takes me about, you know. Yeah, it's a lot. About. It is. It is. And I I need to figure out a way to monetize it. It's I, tough. I have zero money coming in from it. Well, do you, have you reached out to any ad people? I mean, that's a tough thing, too, is, I mean, like, I've had some that have really hit. Like, I did a, a, 
Austin Signal was doing small run vinyl. Okay. And so each purchase was at least $30. Right. And he was giving me something like 5%, which is amazing. You're not going to get that from anybody else. But there would be these runs where I would get like, you know, 70 bucks off of one sale. That was just like insane. Yeah. And, and it was awesome, but it's, it's it's, hard, man. It's it's really hard. It is. And you know, I've thought about, I mean, I can go to Amazon and become affiliate there and and pump that. I did that for a while with the code, but you I could also approach like Waterloo Records or Anton's Records if they if they can ship. It has to be something that can ship worldwide. Correct. Right. Correct. So I could approach them. I just don't know the. Uh, I'd love to hear your insight on this, but we don't have to talk about it right now. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's you know, that's the thing that makes people stop doing it because yeah. they're like, oh yeah, I'll do this, and then I'll I'll be the next Joe Rogan, and you're like, oh no, there's just like one guy that's Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. So that's that's that that's or, one guy or uh, armchair expert. Right. Shepard, I mean, yeah. there's a few guys like, you know, Mark Maron, these guys that yeah. probably could make a living that we would be like, wow, that's awesome. Uh-huh. But the rest of us are, there's such a huge gap between those people and the rest of us. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you've kicked out a lot, man. You've kicked over over a thousand episodes. Yeah. I mean, you'll do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard for, it's, it's very time consuming for me. So it's, yeah. it's hard to do it uh, in the sense that like I'd have to do it full time. Yeah. Because... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it's so fun, like, going through people's stuff and yeah. kind of getting to know, like, doing the prep work is yeah. real fun for me. Oh, it's it's a blast for me. I mean, yeah. the fact that, you know, somebody picks, like, like Chuck picked, or uh, I think it was Chuck picked, uh, no, it was Slade picked Danny Harvey. Uh-huh. And I'd never heard of the guy. Yeah. And he was living here in Austin yeah. when I was here. You know, I, I, I was just, I, I, was so, I was so grateful. I'm, and I always say, thank you for picking this record. Yeah. You know, now... And I had to go, I went, of course, I went down a whole Danny Harvey rabbit hole yeah. after that. That's one of the first guys I saw after stuff opened up. Really? Yeah. I uh, saw him at Sagebrush outside. I, I, I think he's a fantastic. Hell yeah, dude. Like that he guy's actually, great. He actually produced a song or two for Slade. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. But Slade's, he works with Scrappy now, right? Yeah. 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 Everything. He does. They work at The Zone as well. Right, um, they. I think they they might work out of there. So they might do some recording. I'm not sure where they do it. I, I think I, that's I where asked. I think that's where they did this last record. I'd love to have Scrappy on my podcast. Oh, uh, he won't do them. I'm I'm guessing that I approached him one time and said, "Hey, man, I'd love to have you on podcast." Nothing, n- no typical questions. You just you saying what you love. I've even yeah. No, no, I know. I mean, we we get it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah. So it's and I'd love to see what his records are. I, I got to actually see him over South by. This year at the Soco Stomp at Sea Boys, I don't know if you went down there for any of the stuff there. I didn't, but it was it was what Lucy's used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they moved it over there. Yeah. I remember two years ago at South by. Um, Wait, he played with his band there? No, he played with Slade. With Slade, okay. And he was standing up and he was rocking. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never yeah, seen yeah. him do that. You know, I saw him do that with you one time. Right, right. But um, when you came out with that last yeah, record, he produced he, that one. Yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, it's I just I, I think he's awesome. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, on a Stones level, like that guy lives and breathes Stones. Like, So I had one guy come on. I've actually had two guests that were not top five records. They were, uh, it was um, the guy from, what's his name? Um, From Jukebox Heroes. Okay. Mike D. Okay. Uh, He was telling me how much he loved um, 
the stones. And so we start talking about. Like, oh, I saw there was one that was top so, three stones or yeah, something so like you that. You pick your top three stones, and I'll pick okay, my top okay. three stones, and yeah. we'll argue about. Yeah, it. yeah. But it was pretty ar- easy arguing because yeah. we picked the same three. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, what are your top five? Um, Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed. Okay. Willie Nelson, Shotgun Willie. What's on Shotgun Willie? Shotgun Willie sits around in his own. No, I know that's on, but what's and a, then, uh, uh, like Devil in a Sleeping Bag? It's I. Re- what does it look like? It's basically a shotgun like this on the front with pictures of him and the shotgun. Oh, I, I don't think we had that when I was growing up. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I had it on my jukebox when I was growing yeah, up, and I yeah. always remember laughing when he says Shotgun Willie sits around in his underwear. He. You know, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Wilco AM. Yeah. That's I, I believe. That's interesting. I believe that. Well, there's a, there's a ton of Wilco albums that I would pick. Like right, Sky right. Blue Sky, being there. Graham Weber picked being there. Um, yeah, being there is a huge one for me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great one. But it it was at the time when I felt like that Uncle Tupelo was really kind of really rank, ramping up the, uh, the alternative country stuff. Right, right. And I got to go see him when I came back from Thailand. They were doing their tour for AM, right. and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. And then I was a huge fan. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is a great Sky Blue Sky oh, yeah. is great. I mean, they're, they they have some albums that I'm not that big on, but they they do have AM's their rawest though. Uh, yeah, it's like the it's, it's like very a, stonesy. Yeah, it's it's, it's like Casino it's be- Queen. Yeah, it's before they really started taking the studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Freddie King Burglar. I don't know that album. Um, it's it's fantastic. I believe that Freddie King, and he's also a big story, and he was on Shelter Records with Leon. Uh-huh. Um, but I believe he's influenced more blues musicians than anybody else. I do. I just I personally think that. And then lastly, Jet Get Born. Mm. Love that record. Wow, that's an interesting. That's the one uh, with. Uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna do one? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that whole record, I, I was. So that ballad song on there that was so good. Yeah, yeah, the piano song. Yeah, that was, that was an, great. That was the, uh, the 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 drummer brother sang that one. Isn't it funny how music has? I mean, just that was what maybe fourteen years ago, something like that. I mean, I there's nothing you can't get a song like either of those songs wouldn't be on the radio at all, really, in a mainstream way like those were. Yeah, I mean, it, I just find it fascinating that sun radio which is my favorite radio station um they play an a different version of are you going to be my girl oh really yeah it's not like the the solo part's not really there oh and you, you can hear the difference in the songs yeah, that's weird why would is it edited out i mean I, um, that I, song's I, I, already only like a minute and 15 it, seconds long <laughs> no no it's it, it yeah it's it's like a, about a three minute song but it is yeah oh but it's it, I, I guess because I I don't want it to end. It yeah, feels short. I, I, to me. I remember the the day I heard it. My friend Mark Farino was like, "Hey, dude, you got to hear the song." And I was just like, "Wow!" Yeah. And then it was on all the Apple iPod commercials. Yeah. And, you know the energy of that song is like the energy of that band. Yeah, yeah. And they they did that kind of Wilco thing where they started experimenting a lot more as they went through their. They only had three records. Right, right. One uh, of them they did here with Frenchie. Uh, they, I, I can't remember if it was the one. It was the one after that one. Okay. I think. Yeah, that's a great record too. Yeah. I mean, I I love everything they did, but I can't think of another band. I mean, when you say rock and roll bands, right? You know, you had the Black Crows. Yeah. You had Jet. When I feel that Jet took in the Beatles, the Stones, Oasis, ACDC, right, right. they took them all, and you can, you can hear those influences in yeah. what they do. But I thought uh, Buck Cherry was like that. Okay. Is that weird to say? <laughs> um, no, no. I think Buck Cherry is, they, they are a rock and roll like band. In a, but I guess more in a Guns N' Roses yeah, realm. I would agree with that. Yeah. 
And like, I, don't, I don't hear any Guns N' Roses and Jet. No, no, no. Because their guitarist is not like ripping. No. They're, they're more about the songs. Yeah. I think. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a performer and I'm a songwriter. I'm not a guitarist. I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself a musician. Really. Well, he's, he's ripping in a less L.A. sunset. Like he's, he's ripping in a more Chuck Berry way than yeah. like a, a Eddie Van Halen way. Correct. Yeah. And Equally as ripping in my, in my book. Sometimes simplicity is what you need. Yeah. I'd rather hear uh, Keith Richards than Eddie Van Halen or, or, or Yngwie Malmsteen. I mean, you can ask me all day long who's the greatest guitarist in the world. I'll tell you Keith. I mean, he, I think the only person that can, or any other band that can come up with more legendary riffs is going to be somebody like ACDC. Yeah. You know? And, and Eddie Van Halen, awesome. I, I read the uh, Van Halen Rising, which is about Van Halen. Yeah, until, yeah, yeah. Until they released their first album, the book's over. Is that the Renoff? Greg, yeah, Greg Renoff so. book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I enjoyed that. And like I did a, uh, I was on this, my friend Chip Reeves has this show that he does called Music's Greatest Mysteries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were on there. Yeah, I was on there I, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like one of my Last subjects. Last summer, right? Yeah, I've been on it like yeah. two or three times. Um, but uh, one of mine was to talk about Bon Scott. Oh, really? And so you know how Chip, he gives you all this, those notes and stuff so that you can... And then he, when he, when he's, when you're there, he kind of guides you with what he wants you to say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought that I should come up with my own stories. Right. So, I went off and read the Bon Scott biography after that. <laughs> after yeah. I did that episode, and I was like, oh, I wish I'd read this before. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a, I can't remember what all ones I did. I know one of them had to do with Napster. Uh, I did one about Chris Christopherson and how he. Uh, Flew, flew the helicopter. helicopter yeah. yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I was in that group, but I didn't choose that one. Yeah, I well, don't think I kind of have a connection with him, be, just being a songwriter. You know, right? I, I just, I really admire what he's done, and I just love the story about how Johnny Cash says, "Man, he flew in with his helicopter, got out, and he had demo tape in one hand and beer in the other." <laughs> and Chris goes, "Well, he has a pretty creative imagination. <laughs> you can't fly, you can't fly a helicopter with my hand." <laughs> The old 97s posted a thing on Instagram that I saw this morning that was two photos. One of them was all these girls in bikini tops, like dancing and drinking beer. And the other one's like three older dudes in shorts sitting on, on empty cases. And one of them says what they think backstage is like <laughs> and what backstage is really like. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I like the old 97s too. Yeah. I wish somebody would pick a, a Leon record for this podcast. My yeah. Podcast. So wait, that's it. The number, the number one was, was Jet? Or number uh, five was Jet? Jet, yeah. Okay. Chuck. Um, get Born. Yeah, Get Born. And yeah. then there was the, um, the Freddie King Burglar. Right, right, right. But that was the last I, one. I've got stories behind each, every, every one of those. You know? And that's what I want people to, to talk about. You know? yeah. I want them to say, well, I, Let It Bleed, that was almost my first dance at my wedding. The, not Let It Bleed, but uh, You Got the Silver. That's what I wanted to be my, of course, the wife. Happy wife, happy life. Is that what yeah, you would yeah. say? So it was into the mystic, but that was how long choice. have you been married? Uh, 16 years now. Wow. That's good. Uh, I think it's pretty fantastic. Those things are really hard to keep together. Tell me about it. I had uh, one that no. didn't, that <laughs> I she actually, used to be. I did a photo session with her. Oh, you did? Yeah. She's great. She's awesome. Yeah. She's great. Is she still shooting? I mean, she's gotta be. Yeah. Well, right. I need to, we need to get some more band picks. Yeah. Love the new band now. So, I'm yeah, she was always really great, very inventive. There's some shit that, you know, even when we were still together and she was just sort of like taking off, there's just yeah. some amazing, like going out to like, the, you know, the desert in, in, in 
New Mexico with Patty Griffin. She had these photos of her like just in literally in the middle of awesome. nowhere. Love Insane. that. Yeah. Um, I, I love a good photographer. I feel Me sorry too. for them because they typically can't make as much money as they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, not with us, but there's someone yeah, out there. there yeah, know, agreed, yeah. Agreed. But I mean, you gotta, gotta be the top of your game to do it. Yeah. I have that. There's a, there's a Polaroid, a back uh-huh. where I look really sick, but uh, that's a Danny Clinch Polaroid he gave me at the end of one of our sessions. Nice. Yeah. He's one of my favorites too. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, I mean, I'm married, I'm married to one. Yeah. Like I love, I fucking love photographers. I, I did too. Todd some... Wolfson painted that of us. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just recently did my first painting. You did? Yeah. And I'd like to get into it. I'm just... Right now, I'm on it's a, fun, isn't it? I, it's a blast. You know, you, you, I mean, you, you can't, fu- you can't fuck it up. Yeah. You know, if, who are your favorite artists? Visual artists, painting uh, artists. Um, three. Top I, three. I can't even give them to you. Huh. I, I'm not that into art. Yeah. I uh, wish I was, um, but I'm just not really. I, I, um, I'll say Rosie Flores just because I know she paints. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mine are are, are Basquiat. Number one, number two, uh, Rothko, and number three, uh, Keith Haring, just because it's so fun. Okay. And I really loved it when I was, as a teenager. I've never really been into visual arts, going to museums and paintings. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't give me the, the emotion that I get when I hear music. Like. Oh yeah. You know, when I see what you mean. When I'm driving down the road, I, I remember driving down the road and going, and it was, uh, who was it? It was, uh, I forget the band, but it was just this like epic stonesy riff, riff yeah, coming yeah. on. I was just, please be a good vocal, please be a good vocal, please be a good vocal. <laughs> and it was, and I was like, yes! <laughs> uh, the Temperance Movement, that was the band. Oh, that's awesome. I, but I do, I get, I, get the, I get that kind of like energy though, like the same energy I would get from, uh, from that Jet song I get from Basquiat. Okay. Like it's, it's chaotic and it's like, it's like really fucking crazy. Yeah, and then Rothko's just you know the Rothko Chapel at University of St. Thomas in Houston. Uh, I I should, but I don't. You should. It's a great place. Okay, great place to go. Just sit and be. Okay, it's what he made it for, and then he killed himself afterwards because he'd never do anything better. So you, you got to appreciate it. It's true. It's hey, true. It was a dark motherfucker. He didn't but, bite off his ear, cut off his ear. <laughs> there are some dark motherfuckers out there. Yeah, there are. Um, so uh, okay, so. It, this record will come out, and, and, and do you guys go out of town? Do you travel? We're about go, to start doing it more. You are? We're going to have a book at the Black Spur. We're going to keep it kind of within an hour of Austin. Sure. New Braunfels there. Um, that, you know that as a, as a musician, as a musician having to go out and play shows. Fredericksburg. Yeah. There's so much shit that you can drive back from. Yeah. It's pretty, un- I mean, even Dallas, if you got the, you know, you got an early enough exit. Right. But, you know. Houston's just doing, you know, like all of those, and and then everywhere, like you said, New Braunfels, Fredericksburg, like those are all independent markets. Yeah, and they're closer. You know, they're closer. San Antonio. Um, yeah, San Antonio's uh, be doable, um, but yeah. So I like Black Sparrow. I'm really excited to play. Where's that? Uh, in Taylor. Okay. Uh, drummer has a connection there. We're uh, so yeah. I definitely want to branch out. Just I mean we've. Got our kind of thing here in Austin. We play, you know, once a month and maybe another gig or two that month. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I love playing Saxon. Uh, yeah. I still haven't played Seaboys yet, which is on my radar. 
Oh, that's a great place. I love that. It's, it might be my favorite place in town because, like, you know, you go to the Saxon, your rock and roll band can't be too loud. And some people in my band are too loud. Um, but they have awesome tone. Yeah. You know? Uh, the Saxon Pub's amazing, and it's like a listening room, but, you know, one time Richard turned the PA off on me for, for being loud. Did he really? In the 90s, yeah. <laughs> He turned the whole PA off on me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it's it's more of a singer songwriter. Yeah, you can you get know, in trouble. You know? Yeah, yeah, they don't. You, you look, don't bring your Marshall half there yeah. enough to where I, I, you know, I know Richard. I know, I know Joe. I know Jody. I know, I Jolene. Yeah, uh, Teresa. So you know, they're enough to where they, they have at least a little bit of respect for me. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I love doing is whenever I go someplace that has a real sound person, yeah. I just go, Hey man, I appreciate you doing sound today. Here's 20 bucks. And they're like, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, here's 20 bucks. Yeah. And that way I, I just want them to pay attention and yeah. give me the best sound that I can get. They have my friend Dylan Fisher is doing it a lot there now. And he is amazing. I've never seen anybody but Richard there. Yeah. He does Monday nights now. Okay. Yeah. For Bob. I think Bob has his own, own guy but he does pat burn for sure okay i mean bob's kind of had his own guy for a long time because yeah, they record those shows and sell them do they still do that I, I don't know i mean you can get you can get uh, all the stems off the board yeah is that how you did that one with uh the video on youtube with aj in it um i don't know which one there's a couple there's a couple with aj but yeah he, he played with us one night there or he might play two I'm not sure, but some I, I like to in, in in the band that in the Big Gun show, I like to have two lead guitarists. Yeah, because they can play off each other, they can swap leads, they can double leads, they can harmonize leads, and that's like my favorite thing. There's what, also there's also something audacious about having three guitarists. It's pretty yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I I tell everybody I said I'm waiting for the day where I don't have to play guitar yeah. and I can just run around like Mick and be crazy. Yeah. Um, but I can't really do that. I still have to hold it down because there's certain parts that I hear. Right, right. And it needs to be chunky, that part. And if I, if I want it to be chunky, I've got to be doing it. You right. Know? Yeah. So. There's something fun, though. Like, Leonard Skinner was so cool, the <sighs> way that those guys all did that. Each guy had his own job. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. yeah. They inter, their inner workings together were and amazing. It's, it's great because the way it works for the Big Gun Show is that, I mean, I am the songwriter of the band. I come with a song that's, 75 to 85 percent done yeah and um i just i introduced the band we played through about three times and then everybody puts in ideas right and we, it just gets better yeah it's like the, chicago that's how that was that song happened you know i had it and then all of a sudden ray came in with this one rip barry did this other thing and i was just like wow this is uh, this is getting really and that, that's my favorite song on the record that's all, mine too look at that I, I think it's everybody's favorite song oh it is yeah is that is it out already as a single or no? It is. Okay. That and Aftermath and Gas. Right, right. Been released from it, but. One foot on the Aftermath and one foot on the uh, Gas. Yeah. You talk a lot about the devil in this record. I do. You reference the devil a lot. Well, you know, I, so I had brain cancer. <laughs> you did? I did. I had brain cancer. I had my first operation what? in 06. And in 08, I had a second operation that I went through two years of chemotherapy and radiation. And I've been free and clay ever since. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I'm really so, glad to hear that. Oh, Thanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but you know, after I, it, I kind of hate myself that I didn't put as much emphasis on the things that I wanted to do before, before that, uh -huh. you know, and it took, it took a life changing experience for me to say, I've almost died twice. Yeah. Well, 
I'm going to chase what I wanted to now. And so that's when I went full blown. You know, I've had bands ever since and had a band called Long Woodson, which is me and this guy, right. uh, Matt Long. And then I remember sitting with Yates. We were playing a lot of uh, shows with Yates. We would double, we would book together like at Stubbs and stuff so we could get the gigs. Okay. Right. And, uh, All right. Yeah. And so I remember sitting around with Yates. At, I was at the Mean Eyed Cat and I said, dude, I just, I was playing acoustic and I was like, I want to rock more. I want to rock more. And he's like, okay. And so then like within a couple of weeks, you, you, you'll get a kick out of this. Um, so I was driving down the hill and it was just um, Yates and Chris Collins and myself in the band at this point. Mm-hmm. We were still struggling for a name. I was driving down the hill and I was like, oh, I got the name for the band. Big gun show, you know, tickets to the show. Hey, you're going to the show. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at these guns. Yeah. And I walked in there like, yeah, hey, that's, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You know, so, so that was the name of the band. And then like I went over to Matt Long, the, my previous uh, guy I was playing with, and his wife was like, oh, that's so cute, the big gun show. And I was like, thanks. Why is it cute? She goes, you know, Gunner, the big gun show. I was like, oh, um, didn't think about that. <laughs> you didn't? I didn't. I really didn't. I, didn't. I thought it was all tied in. No, it can be now. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I, I write the songs. I, I hear the songs. I hear the songs when I write them, and I just I, I, I try to have to figure out how to vocalize what I want them to do. Right. You know, like, put. can you guys double that there? Can you do this? You know, right, I, right. So I, I'm kind of the coach, but I'm, I'm open for all feedback. This is still a group effort. Right, right, yeah. You know? I, I'm, I'm in the process. I started a band. And is it called Johnny Gowdy? No, um, we're going to think of a name. I, like, I want to have a band. Like, uh, I was talking to Dominique Davalos, who plays with the Blue Bonnets. Okay, yeah. And we have a band that we have played since 2010. We haven't done anything in like five years, but it's it's Kathy, me, Dominique, awesome. and whoever their drummer is at the time, sometimes Eve. Uh-huh. But Kathy is doing this musical, the Go-Go's musical, yeah. and then she's going to England for a while. So they're not going to be doing anything for a while. So we were talking, and I was like, I've been wanting to start a band. And she was like, do you want to have a band? And she was like, oh, yeah, uh, we can do these songs and those songs. I was like, no, no, no. I want to go into a room and makeups. I don't care if we ever play a gig. Right. I want to go into a room and do all the work stuff that's so fun to do, like write yeah, a song yeah. with other people and get other perspectives and uh-huh. do it like a band. Yeah. Like I can do both. I mean, I'm a fucking, you know, yeah. a songwriter, but I also, it's way more fun. Well, here's my th- my theory. You can't have a band unless you have songs. Yeah. And nobody else really wants to write my band, and so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take that on. But it takes a lot of time. I'm sure I'll end up being the main writer, yeah. but I, I, I want to, like, you come up with stuff that, that you know, they're going to come up with a riff you would have never, never thought of. Yeah. Right? And that stuff's cool as shit. I mean, they're, I, I know they're better guitarists than I am. Yeah. You know? So I'll, I'll, let, the, I'll let the people that do what they do best do best. You yeah. Know? Let them do, the, do what they do. Yeah. And so, but uh, yes, I do sing a lot about the devil. Yeah, good. Let's get back to that. So, Uh, so, you know, I mean, I think that most of my songs are, so do you want to go ahead and try to define what honky tonk is? Do I? Yeah. Um, Or I I can tell you my definition of it. What I, what I would consider it is it's, it's like a boogie woogie country music. Okay. Go ahead. I would say it's about tear in your beer, lost loves, getting really drunk. Okay. And I think that that's kind of what a lot of my songs tend to be. And I also feel that, you know, my songs will either steer toward that or maybe towards love or being a badass. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and you know, I say a lot of things like the devil's debutante and yeah, yeah. and uh, you know where the devil wants to go. That's the song. Off do this. you even quote uh, the Joker? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. You're the first person that's noticed that. <laughs> Dance with the devil in the pale like, moonlight. <laughs> I was like, he quoted Nicholson. That's awesome. I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually full on did. Uh, yeah, and. You know, and then there's another song in there called Two Pack Habit, which is, you know, basically smoking two packs a day. Mm-hmm. Um, All I Ever Wanted, Chicago, uh, Trouble is just like, it's like, that's about being a badass. Yeah. You know, and and I like to think I'm tough. I'm not that tough, but I like right. to exude that kind of. Bravado. Yeah. You know, in that, rock and roll. Yeah. You, you need to, you know. There's like a pirateness to your heroes. Arg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, like a, the Johnny Depp modeled his pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean uh, I after I, I Keith Richards. Watched all those like a yeah. month ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I it's, love Johnny Depp. Yeah, but there's like a pirate. Yeah, like in rock and roll, like you know, there's a, you know, I stole this from Lester Bangs. Okay, um, rock and roll is not a style of music; it's an attitude. Yeah. So it's kind of like I don't really give a fuck attitude. I don't yeah. care what you think. I'm going to play my music. Right. And so that that means there's ton of people that could be rock and roll willie's rock and roll you know yeah waylon's rock waylon's exactly right way rock and roll super rock and roll. johnny cash rock johnny and roll. cash super rock and roll and that's why in lester bang's configuration of what rock and roll is yes is not rock and roll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> it's true but i mean it's I, true i love I mean, it when i'm reading these books and lester bang's has a quote in them yeah, yeah yeah but i read his like biography or whatever it was about him and that's where i saw that and i, I tore out the page and i stuck it on my wall and still yeah. sitting there highlighted the highlight it's going away now, but yeah, he was great, man. He was, yeah. I mean, almost famous, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he, I don't have time for you, my many fans. <laughs> He's standing on the corner by himself. Just tell him this the best thing that he says is, You're not cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part because it's so true. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. I can't sit here and listen to them pontificate about the genius of rock stars. Is that part? It makes me laugh so hard, too. Well, they just called me up and they, what do I say? Yeah. Uh, just tell them this. <laughs> That's a great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, I know. <laughs> wow, that was really good. I love that guy. Oh. Oh, man, that made me laugh really hard. Um, did you read Bo Monster, the, the Jesse it, Dayton yes. book? I read that and I was, I, I finally got his email I forget how I got his email um, but then I just said dude I've read your book I, yeah. I, need, I want you to be on my podcast I know Shiloh I know blah 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 you know I know these people you know and then a lot of times you know I don't know if people want there, there are certain musicians out there that don't really want people to know about them yeah and so those are the people that really don't want to do the podcast, right? Right. But if they if they do want to have an, another outlet yeah. to say, hey, listen, this is who I am and this is why I'm the musician I am today, then it's a perfect thing for them. Because yeah. go repurpose it. I don't care what you do with it. Yeah. I mean this in the best way possible. Jesse has no problem going out around talking I, about himself No, he doesn't. All. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean that in the best way I, possible, I, too. I do, I do too. <laughs> He's a great artist, man. He, he is, man. Did you see his movie when you were doing your research for him, the Zombex movie? I, I know, but I, 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 I don't I think you can it. find it anywhere. I, 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 I got it. I like I got a screener of it when like years and years, like ten years ago or something, when I first had him on the show. Yeah, but I loved it. Like the premise of it was genius. I don't. I don't even remember what the premise was. Basically, it's a zombie movie, but like the way the people become zombies is basically like I've actually talked to him about this. Like what 
what we just went through with the vaccine. So mm-hmm. basically after Katrina, this is the movie takes place after Katrina very quickly. Um, people are depressed, massively mm-hmm. depressed. So the government sort of distributes this new antidepressant that's going to help everyone. But oh, the side beautiful. effect is it turns them into zombies. Line. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything else on there you want to talk about? Um, you got a lot of stuff on there. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I'd say about the band in general is that we are super fun. And when yeah. I say that, it's it's like, I have yet to have somebody not come up to me, at least one person, after right. every show. That was so much fun. Wow, you guys are so much We had so much fun. And so, you know, it's kind of like, what kind of, and we were doing things like shooting for shots with the Big Gun Show, where we put a communion tray of tequila shot, because we could bring tequila into Jenny's at that point. Right, right. And so people would just wad up bills and throw them at the bucket. And if they got it in, they got a round of these little bitty tequila shots to take them back. And then I started doing holy hymnals of the big gun show. And I would, it would just be like lyrics. And I, this thing that I printed up and said, please turn to page three and sing along when your hymnal. You oh, know? that's awesome. And, and then we did the, the, the shot ski. We called it the big gun ski. We we'd take a set break and we'd all go do a shot ski right in the, in the middle. So it was, it was always really fun and really engaging. And like, yeah, yeah. I wear, I always wear a wireless pack cause I like to go out in the middle of the show and just go stand on a chair and everybody's like, Wee! you know, this yeah, big, yeah. But it's, you know, it, it, it's all about having a good time and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get another round of shirts in. Uh, I'm going to do that kind of Ramones logo thing that I did on, on one shirt, but I changed it up to say Honky Rock here and uh-huh. names of songs here and then Honky Rock on the back. But uh, I'm trying to get that in. I, I need to reach out to the guy. AJ, shirts are expensive now, man. So, Jesus, everything is, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I, I understand COVID threw a wrench in there. Yeah. But I mean, they're like twice as much as I used to pay. Yeah. Stickers even. I've got a good place for you. You do? Sticker guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sticker. I got a sticker guy. Yeah. No, it's called sticker guy. <laughs> oh, it's called. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, and they're, 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 they're out of uh, Las Vegas, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, super fun. You know, we've got all sorts of really cool merch that we like to do. I did lighters. I did, I did like little leather flasks. I had one of say, those lighters. Yeah. Flasks that say Big Gun Show on it. Mm-hmm. I'm always doing stickers. Shirts, uh, koozies always. Koozies. Yeah, I think uh, koozies are like the, and I don't like the cheap koozies. I like the, I like no, the like, neoprene yeah. ones, you know, the, the, the foam ones. I just think they're cheap. You know what he's talking about? He's got the kind that are the same, like a scuba outfit ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Neoprene, yeah. yeah. And they're thin and they, I, I feel like they work better. You yeah. Know? And fit easier in your pocket, all, all that shit. So, but yeah. And I mean, I always feel that, you know, and it's, we're doing vinyl now when we got like another person that I want to have on the podcast that's agreed to do it is uh, Karen who yeah. runs uh gold rush vinyl. That's where we got ours pressed. And I was lucky enough for they, they got in this like extra like yellow, like offshoot yellow. Oh, vinyl. awesome. And so she was like, you want a free upgrade? And I was like, yeah, I'd love that. And they turned out awesome. They look really cool. So I'll get you that record. I promise. She's great. She's awesome. Yeah. She's killer. They're great. They're awesome. And the, I, I love old, supporting local. Me too. But the backup has been, it's been tough. Yeah. I mean, it backlogged. Yeah. I mean, it took me 10, 10 months to get my record. See what Metallica did? No. They bought, they bought one. I did not know that. They have their own label. They have their own everything now. Like they well, bought huge. their own fucking, they're like, we can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I'll go buy my own. No. Uh, I, I went she's like, yeah, we're getting two more, two more of these machines. I says, what does one of those machines run you? And she's like 250 K. Yeah. She's really, she's incredibly, uh, she's so uh, knowledgeable about her business. 
Yeah. Like it's pretty unbelievable. Well, I mean, like I've th- had some pretty great person I want to have on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people like I, Mo Piddle, he owns Jewboy Burgers. Oh, uh, yeah. I recorded him. He used to be a drummer. Like I, I talked to him about the podcast. He goes, I, I said, you should be on my podcast. Cause it's, yeah, if you're, if you really love music, if you've ever been a musician, be on it. Yeah. If you own a business that's that's got some some when you go into Jew Boy Burgers, he's got like the the Rock and Roll Jewish Hall of Fame. So it's like David Lee Roth, Getty <laughs> Lee, <laughs> and so like I, he he'll, he'll probably drop at the beginning of the next month. Does he uh, have Mark Bolin on there? Uh, I don't remember. Come on, man. I, I don't remember all. I'm gonna go in there. Right. I've been meaning to. It's on airport, right? Yeah. And they do a smashed burger. I've uh, seen their photos on on people's Instagram and been like, whoa. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's good. And and he's he's a good guy. That's a good hangover place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The heck yeah, it is. Yeah. Any place with a lot of grease. I mean, that and like Dirty Martins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I haven't been to Dirty's in so long. I went about two months ago. Still good. Oh, fantastic. Love that place. And then. Uh, yeah, so it's you know podcast bands keeping me busy. Yeah, um, I'm really I know I know everybody that talks about their new record is going to say, "Oh, my new record is awesome," but I I love it and I love it that it was the band that we yeah were. it's a snapshot of that and you got Yates yeah. in there and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and we, if you go back and listen to it again, you'll hear on some of the songs. I think it's on like all I ever wanted. Uh-huh. Like I could have taken his vocal down a little bit mm-hmm. and it would have sounded a little bit better, but I always wanted to remember him every yeah. time I heard it, Yeah, you know, and I did that in, in a few songs on it just because, I mean, the whole record is dedicated to him. Yeah. I mean, it says in Yates, we trust. Yeah. Um, the last koozies we had, we had, you know, in Yates, we trust and that, all that kind yeah. of stuff on it. But, uh, it's just, it's, it's been tough without him because he was, he was my, my music buddy, like. Yeah, I did all the research. I was like, okay, I'm going out. You come with me. He's like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And rarely would he would he say no. Yeah, I remember when you guys you guys came on together on the podcast. Yeah, it's not usually the singer and the drummer. All right. Um, yeah, but he was your guy. It, yeah, I mean, he was my best friend. You know, and, yeah. and like never had to. I we never fought ever. He doesn't seem like he needed to fight. I don't. I, if if I ever fight, I'm you throw me in a loony bin. Yeah, you know, I I. Uh, I noticed one thing about him for sure that I noticed about him as a person was that he was a person. And I know people always say the shit after people die. Like, Oh no, he lifted the room, but his energy was like the kind of energy that lifted a room. He was always in a good mood. He was always like up. And in the, in, in the way that I saw you guys together, Mm -hmm. um, I saw that what he brought was, was a lift to your thing. He, He wasn't weighing you down, man. He was, let's go, man. He's a, Let's get going, man. He had that yeah. energy, and he uh, like playing with with him and Amy a couple of mm-hmm. times that I did. It was really, really, really fun, and just, just really great to be around him. Yeah, and he, he had a ton of good ideas, and yeah, like, like even like from our great stuff. singer. Yeah, he was. Um, but I miss him. Yeah. I really do. I mean, I think about it a lot. I've actually built a little. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I hate using that word, but it is. You yeah, know? and I still need to put this this record, and I'm, I'm going to put the record above above that as well. Yeah, that's a weird record. That was his favorite record. No, oh. our new record. No, no, no. You have the record that's up there now um, in his shrine. What is it? Uh, oh, it's it's a um, Quaker City Nighthawks. That was like our favorite record that we used to listen to a lot. I've never heard that. Uh, I should go listen to it. Uh, it's it's a fantastic record. Anything that they do is I I don't know if you know much about them. But no, they're, they're from Fort Worth. They they don't all live in Fort Worth anymore. But they're, I mean, again, you know, I think the Jet was the the last rock and roll band. These yeah, yeah. these guys 
come close. Yeah. But no, no, like real big rock and roll bands. Rock and roll is not really cool now. No. You know, I mean. No, it's not cool. I, mean, I think um, Foo Fighters, that's, that's still kind of veering toward indie, you know? I mean, those guys are in their 50s. There's no, there's no like new. Yeah. Like there's what's the kids that everyone got mad because they sounded too much like Led Zeppelin. Everybody likes them. Yeah. yeah. They were great. I saw them in ACL. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's great rock bands. Just unfortunately, it's got it has it's had to go underground, which is fine because it's going to come out yeah. back to life. I'll be famous in about twenty years. What's tough is everything's gotten so much on the grid, and yeah. everything is so computerized, and everything is so scrutinized timing wise that like a person who works in Pro Tools would have a really tough time mixing honky tonk women without finding one tempo yeah and making the whole record that tempo which would kill whatever gives us a boner yeah when we listen to that record you right. know what i mean i do i so, do so people aren't capturing the magic of whatever magic is happening that's the thing that i got from your record is that it does definitely have the energy of a group of people communicating and making music together not some computer record even though i know it had to have been made on a computer because no one has the money well for we actually did it through jj kale's a track or his, his tape machine there it was, it's rumored that, that that was his. And so we got to go through that. Overdubs did not go through that, but overdubs were, were just basically straight into the But the, the band control. played together in a room. Yes. That's on the, live. you can feel that in yeah. the record. And you can feel when it's not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like now you definitely can. You're like, oh Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe that imperfection is, is an art. Yeah. And I believe this is one of the reasons I do my podcast is because I believe that the art of the album has been lost. Yeah. Not the actual art on the album, but the, the whole art of having two ace, I mean, two sides of a record and two, yeah. two last cuts, you know? Yeah. That's lost the story that goes along with that. Why you flip it mm -hmm. when you flip it. That, all, all of that kind of stuff I believe has been lost. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this record and do it half honky tonk and half rock and roll. Yeah. You know? And it, I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, you love music as much as I do. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say you do. Um, you don't love Keith as much as I do, but... Oh, I, I, but I love Keith. I know, I know. I know. I know. I know. He's, uh, he, I, he, he exudes rock and roll more than anybody in the world, I think. I, I do not disagree with you. He would, would carry a gun. Even his face. Yeah. <laughs> Even just his face. I like have, nobody has had more rock and roll happen to their face than that guy. I, I have. Have you seen his hands? Yeah, I, I saw I, that, that photo and you think. I love that photo. Of you. I did too. Isn't that like Anton Corbin or something? I love that guy. I don't know who did it. He's I, one I don't of my know favorite. Who did it, but it's, 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 it's a four by six of his hands in my living room. And I just, I think it, I think it's screamed. My, my, when my dad comes over there, he'll sit on the couch and go, those hands. He just, he hates the hands yeah. because they, I mean, they're ugly. Yeah. They're ugly. And he's got, you know, he's got this ring on. Yeah. Yeah. Got, you know, and I don't know, just, he's, he's, he's one of a kind. Yeah. He is one of a kind. I, I, you know, the thing is, is if they're not your absolute favorite band, then people are like, well, I guess I, you know, you don't really like this. Don't you like, I love them. <laughs> just not as much as you do. Like I, I, I do. Most, yeah. most people so, don't. Most people yeah. don't. You know, it was it, it wasn't that hard for me picking my favorite Stones. I, I'm not going to go pick three of them mm -hmm. because I, there's three of them that I freaking love. Um, but you know, Let It Bleed had that song. There was some other right. stories that I had to go along with it, so it was kind of a no-brainer for me. That's my favorite record of all time, right. so I, I can say that. I think Sticky Fingers is number one of theirs for me. Awesome. And then but that, this is right around that weird one. 
uh, on Her Majesty's Secret, secret, like a, secret Service. <laughs> I just like, like, like that's just so weird that yeah. I'm like, yeah, like good on you guys. Right. <laughs> that's a, a weird fucking record. Well, yeah, Sergeant Pepper's, right? It's the same thing. But yeah, you know, I just, I love the Stones because, I mean, multiple reasons, but like anywhere when they do a studio album, you can go in there and pick out what their influences were at that time. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and uh, don't get me wrong, the Beatles were great. Uh, oh, yeah. That they write some fantastic songs. But in some ways, it is apples and oranges. It is. I, I believe it. That's why I always say, you know, you're either Beatles or Stones. Their version of, of I Want to Be Your Man, even though they wrote it, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, these guys are a little bit more. They're going to, these guys are getting laid. You guys are all going to get girlfriends. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's, yeah. I feel like that's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> you know, long hair and all that stuff. But I mean, they, they just, they set a precedent that um, is unmatched. And I think that there's you know, a lot of people that love Keith. And I mean, I, I, I will say, you know, he's, in my opinion, the best guitarist. Not because oh, yeah. he's technically more proficient no, than anybody. No, he has the best feel. Yeah. Dude, and, like yeah. a song like Slave, uh-huh. I mean, you can oh, put that God. in, you can put that against any <laughs> any funk band of all time and it will hold up just right next. That is the funkiest shit in the world. Ah, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, what they've done is just, the fact that, what, 60 years? No, 50 years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, life, his biography is just fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I try to read as many as I can. I mean, you know, I'm kind of pigeonholing myself with music books, but. Yeah, me too. I mean, I did. I, that's, I feel bad, but that's what I read all the time, especially because there's so many of them now yeah, that you want to read. I know. I, I, right. I've got like 10 that I'm I still, I'm reading the Leon Russell, um, my friend John Spong, who was on the podcast and. We both picked three Willie records. We each picked three Willie records, yeah. and we just we basically said, you know, discussed them. Right. Um, but he, he he, I always go to him for like music books because he he's the one that, that curated or did most of the curation of that Texas Monthly. Uh, right. Right. With just Willie, uh-huh. and he has a podcast called One by Willie. Oh, really? Yeah. He interviews like musicians about their top favorite Willie song. Wow. It's about twenty thirty minutes. But it's it, it's good, you know. He knows he knows his stuff when it comes to Willie. But um, I always go to him. He recommended the Replacements book that came out, I guess, five or six years ago. I think that's another band that I feel like is in your yeah is and in I, your. And you know what? I never in, really listened to them. No, but but in my wheelhouse, it, I, I, get I get it. Whatever they do, you whatever shit they were listening to and drinking, yeah, <laughs> you were too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> No, like a, whatever Stones record and tequila yeah. had the same effect that was happening to those guys in Minneapolis, you know? Yeah, I, I can hear that. The outlaw rock and roll. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They were, man. They didn't, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, they were also on the super destructive side, but yeah. that's, that's a part of rock and roll. It is. Like, it is, no doubt. Yeah. 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 So. Well, man, congratulations. Honky Rock available on uh, June 9th. I'll play the song Chicago on the show. Is that cool? Please do. Okay. Please do. I love, I love that song. All right. I also love uh, the first track on that, uh, Bad Temper and a Blue yes. Tattoo. Good song. Uh, I love that one. I, cause, Good opener. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I chose that one specifically to open it. Yeah. But it's like the, when I wrote it, um, I'd met this guy one time when I was up in Tin Cup, Colorado, and we'd gotten stuck in a snowbank and we were eating mushrooms. And so... I was the one that had to go up to the front door and I said, Hey, my name's Gunnar Woodson. Um, and he goes, hi, my name's Larry. And he had L A R Y 
in dark blue cursive on his arm. And I was like, what? He kind of misspelled that. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like if somebody has a bad tattoo like that, they got to be angry, right? And so then I wrote one verse about him, one verse about a other person. He just, just made up people, yeah. the other two people. But uh, I just love that, the whole idea. People, like, that, That's what that song's about? I'm like, yeah. People that are angry because they have really bad blue tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you got tattoos? N- zero. Wow. I don't have any. Huh. I think it's more unique to not have them now. That's, I mean, that's 100% yeah. true. 100%. I, yeah, because like even like your lawyer now shows up, yeah. like rolls up his sleeve. There's like a ACDC on yeah, his arm, right? Yeah, I mean, I always say that you know, I say I'll get a tattoo. Well, we were on this cruise, that cruise, and there were six of us, and everybody's like, "All right, we're all getting tattoos of six stars," you know, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, I'm not getting one, and they're like, "Well, we're yes, you are," and I'm like, and so Charlie Overby is just like this guy that's musician tatted up. He played on the on the cruise, so he was one of us, and he was telling me this story about how he was in Japan. And told everybody, say, I'm going to go get a tattoo. And so he goes off and he, and he tells the guy, he's like, you know, something like really happy, you know, just put like a word there right here. And so they came back and they go, let me see your tattoo. And he showed it to me and he goes, well, why'd you put potato on your hand? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'll get a tattoo only if it says potato. And that's then, hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, no tattoos for this kid. No, that's okay. I don't think AJ has any tattoos either, huh? I don't know. I haven't seen him naked. But if, if you're gonna get, if <laughs> he you're must get have one, been running too yeah. fast for me to see them. <laughs> I was trying uh, to think of the best, funniest. I, I, response. I, I say, you know, I'll get a tattoo if I can. If I think of, I want this tattoo, and then two years later, I still want it that bad. I'll get it. Yeah, but that's exactly right. Yeah, you know, if, if yeah. two years later, that's the whole point. You know, this is a life commitment you're you're, you're going with. Yeah, yeah. So I have three. They're small and stupid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I, why I like why. You know what I, I dated a girl that that was very tattooy. Yeah, uh, the uh, it can be a sexy. Years man. Ago. It can be sexy, but like just the sort of like I've got to get this. I got to get this now. Oh, me and this girl that I met last week are gonna get these, and you're like, you're not gonna even talk to that girl in like a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are you why are you doing your friendship forever on your chest? Right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, I hope everybody will come out to the uh, the release at Saxon. The Saxon. We play after Madam Radar. Kelly's gonna get up and, and rock out with us. Yeah. Um, for a few songs, um, Jace put together that poster that I was talking about earlier. Nice. And uh, I think I'm going to do some raffle. I'm going to raffle off some of our vinyl records. Nice. I got some raffle tickets that I can yeah. use. Um, so I would be just, there, but I'm playing Last Concert Cafe in Houston that night. Who are you playing with? Skyrocket. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great band, too. Yeah. Yeah. A great band. You're a great band. Are a great band. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah. it's, it's been a work in progress, you know, yeah. and, I, and you know the drill. I, I do. Want, I want a band. I want yeah. a band that wants to wants to play. Yeah, and wants to rock and have a good time. And it's I, I always say when it stops being fun, stop doing it. Yeah. Well, keep on playing, and, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you at Sea Boys too someday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And thanks for having me on, on your podcast. Thanks for doing it very much. Last night I went on down to Buddy's place. That was Gunter Woodson from the band The Big Gun Show. Get their album Honky Rock available this Friday, June 9th. With the song that you're hearing there is Chicago. Uh, it's on the album. Fantastic song. One of my, I think it's my favorite song on the record. I want to thank Gunter for letting me play it on the show. You'll hear the rest of it after I stop talking. But hey, gang, get out to their show this Friday, June 9th at the Saxon Pub. They'll be playing after Madam Radar. Go to TheBigGunShow.com for all of your Big Gun Show needs. All right. And hey, gang, while you're out there checking out the big don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, anywhere Stitcher, 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Overcast, Google Podcasts, anywhere. New shows every Tuesday, every Friday, dropping from the vault episodes. Get back there and check out that uh, fantastic one we just dropped this last Friday with the legendary power pop artist Dwight Twilly, or last Saturday, sorry. It's the one right before this one. Also, gang, all uh, the last 100 episodes are available on all the streaming services. So get out there, search through, listen to it. Let me know what you think. Follow us on Instagram. I'm at Johnny Gowdy. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Johnny Gowdy. You can follow us on Facebook. How did I get here? All right, let's hear the rest of this gorgeous song, Chicago, from the band Honky Rock, or from the album Honky Rock from the band The Big Gun Show. The album drops this Friday. Get out there and check them out, thebiggunshow.com. Have a great week. Let's get down. Turn to the day.